0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to... <laughs> <laughs> hey, why, why are you laughing? hey, you see these people? I you know. Man, man can't even, can't even start the pod without something going off. Oh, gonna... my gosh,
1: that is fantastic.
0: <laughs> hey,
1: go okay,
0: nah, it's all good. It's all good. Perfect way to open the podcast with laughter. We love that. I hope everyone's doing well. We're back with another Team Talks here. I'm joined by John Bostock. And Kenji Gare, as per usual, two wonderful men and guards, two wonderful footballers. We're about to chop it up about some topics in football. But before we do, two things. Number one, we are sponsored by Three Sixteen Clo, the best place to get your favorite clothes, the most stylish clothes out there right now. Good quality as well. Three Sixteen Clo is the place to go. So go follow them on Instagram. Go onto their website. Order your order some outfits. Look fresh for the for the next. Couple of months and then come back again and get some more. You know what I'm saying. Also, it is a not just a clothing brand; it is a movement as well. So it's a movement of faith within the world of fashion. So please go support 316 cloth We would much appreciate that. And also, we have a something special for you guys at the end of the episode. So please stick around, listen to the entire entire show, and then you have a chance to get something out of it as well—not just spiritually, but also yeah, a little bit of. Physical, physical gain as well, you know what I'm saying, material well, give gain away. sometimes.
1: Giveaway. giveaway, giveaway, is that what you're saying, giveaway.
0: KJ? Yeah, giveaway, giveaway, right. giveaway, you know what I'm saying, come on now. Um, we love to see it. But we're here, Team Talk, something is happening in the world of football as per usual. And of course, it has to be happening at the club I support. For like the fourth week or the fourth time in a row, or the third time in a row on this show, we are talking about Manchester United and the foolishness that will be going on. Uh, at my at my club right now and uh, we are we have we have john and kenji to give their insights as as footballers but also as 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 men of god as well so we're about to dive into that and we've got two topics today number one we're gonna start off with Harry Maguire and then the second one is the juicy one it will be Eric Ten Hag and Sancho what is going on there and and just things that are brewing up between a player and a manager that is that's being played out so publicly right now. So here we go. Let's let's begin, people. Let's begin. So, we're gonna start off with Jaime Maguire uh, because during the international break, there was a lot of talk about him. Um, he got picked for the England squad when we're not playing many minutes for Manchester United. Uh, people are very much confused, angry, annoyed with uh, Gareth Southgate uh, with his with his choice to include him. That obviously brings up a lot of questions about him as a, as, a, as a player, his career, and then. Unfortunately, these kind of situations also bring up the negative side of football fandom and the, and football fans, which is the abuse, the trolling that goes towards a player. So, um, so yeah, there's been lots of conversation around Harry Maguire and how is he treat- how he's been treated. And I just want to ask John and Kenji, from from outside looking in, as as, as footballers, how do you think Maguire has been treated as a whole, as um, as, a, as a player, um, from the fans especially?
2: So to be honest, my opinion uh, on this, um, I think it's, I think it's heavy. Um, I think that there's a lot of scrutiny against him. There's a lot of bad words against him as a player, of course. But he obviously is a man, um, and he's obviously going to experience it in the way that he's experiencing it. I think we've also seen uh, stuff about, you know, his mom coming out to protect him as well, which has been, which has been um, interesting. Um, but for me you know it's it's got it's got a bit too far for me I think you know when it comes to a player of course w- where it comes of a big a big budget they spent a lot of money on him um and they expect results and he's not had the greatest of times at Manchester United. He's not played the greatest of football but there has been times where he's played really well and i think any mistake that he makes or anything that he's just a little bit out of position everything will be blamed on 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 him and i think it has gone a little bit too far in my opinion to be honest.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Harry Maguire. I think it's i, I think it's a uh... I think Harry Maguire might be the first social media victim in football in in England. It it takes me back to, um, when I mean victim, like actually the blown up case, but I think back to, I was born in 1992, so I remember the 98 World Cup vaguely, when Beckham, he got sent off against Argentina for kicking out at Diego Simeone, and um, England got knocked out after that game, and... um, I remember the newspapers This is long before social media and newspapers of the people like were burning effigies of Beckham, they're burning his shirts on the streets and he was getting like incredible, incredible amount of abuse, death threats. Um, and so this is not a new situation we're seeing here in football. It's not new, but what makes it even more ferocious is the reality of social media where everyone is an expert, And everyone has an opinion. Look, we're not talking about a championship team here or, you know, just a Premier League team. We're talking about the probably top three teams in the world, second best, second biggest team in history behind Real Madrid, Manchester United. To captain that side to come in, you're going to be in the limelight and you're going to receive... There's another level of pressure, you know, to perform for, for that club. But the way that he's been handled he is a scapegoat and he is a, uh, he's a victim of Man United's failings. If I'm honest with you, like the reason why this has happened is because of the frustration of United fans being disillusioned by the ownership, the performances, the way they've been unable to, you know, replicate some sort of uh, form that Fergie left or Sir Alex Ferguson left. Um, (laughs) I say that because my parents met him years ago when he tried to sign me. Can you imagine that, bro? My parents met him years ago. You know, you know. Yeah. What, at, at the time
0: there. you was you was old. At the time you probably would have been okay. You you don't want to sign for Man United right now at all as a, oh as, a as a player right now. Jeez, it's 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 crazy. Yeah. Right now. But yeah. Fun fact, I didn't know that. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's a really tough one for for for, for um Harry Maguire. And when I look at it, I think. Because I'm a solution based person. I'm thinking, like, how, can, how can he change this narrative? Like, what has he got to do to change it? Because I think he's off socials now. So he's kind of taken that wow. kind of mm. connectivity away from fans and the, receiving the abuse. The performances haven't been able to turn things around. The club's situation hasn't helped him. Like, what has he got to do? I think he came off England the other day, scored an own goal against Scotland. I'm thinking, what has to happen? him to change the narrative and I think it will take a lot of work will it be a new club will it be overseas I don't know but I think overall KJ the the treatment he's got it's it's unwarranted has the performance been good enough no but like Kenji said he's a human being as well and when you're bringing into like into talk the the reality of what he must be going through in terms of mental health and stuff I think it's heavy you know Um, but that's the side of football that fans don't see they yeah, don't see it's, the it's, fact it's, that when you when you play football, you put yourself up for judgment every single week before millions and millions and millions of people, you know, and to be scrutinized by your performances. And it's it can have a very nasty side.
0: I, I agree with what you guys are saying about that, that side of football fandom that we don't know sometimes, we don't see um, because I'm a football content, content creator myself. So we spend days, hours, weeks, months, after every game during the midweek, during the international break, just talking football, talking, talking, talking from our point of view and never really diving into the aspects of what you guys have to deal with, which is the actual real life consequences of you performing bad or, or you not having a good game and all these different things. We don't really think about that. And it's something that I've learnt to for myself just to recognise that, yo, all these players are people. Talking about their football ability or talking about their 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 performance on the weekend, you we can do that. But anything past that is is too much. And Harry Maguire, as much as he's a player that maybe not necessarily I might enjoy to watch um, or feel like he's done a lot or enough for Manchester United, what he gets is a bit mad. Like I remember when he got a bomb threat to his to his uh to his family home and. I heard that, I saw that report and I thought that was crazy. But you know what's even worse? There was legit people saying that it's fake and he's only doing this to make people feel bad for him. I'm just like, wait, in what in what world would anyone fake that, that? Like, I, I know people do crazy things, but I don't think footballers would make up stories to make people feel bad for them or make them like get them off their case. It's, it's crazy. So him specifically as a player, I agree like in terms of the modern day I've, I've I've not really seen anything like it in that way the only similar one I can think of is like the your Paul Pogba and your and your Raheem Sterling but that's a different kind of conversation in the, in itself for reasons why they get their kind of uh their kind of stick that they did but Harry Maguire it's yeah,
1: nationwide it's, isn't it it's, yeah, it's nationwide. nationwide it's
0: crazy yeah. it, 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 it's absolutely cool. like I, I don't know about you guys but Imagine you getting subbed on and the opposition fans are cheering that you're coming on coming against them. Yeah, like you, every time you touch the ball, you, got, you know how mad yeah. that is? Like that happened during Ars- against Arsenal. And then you've got the ball and the fans are like, oh, pass <laughs> it. Away. Like at every touch you get, it's yeah. mad. Even times when you play for England, where the one place you say he's played good is for England, like consistently he's played well. Even he, even he's getting booed there now, and you don't even know why. Sometimes you don't even know why they're getting booed. He got booed in Australia when he was on a pre-season tour with Man United. The man haven't done anything. The man haven't done anything, and it's it's, it's it's just—it's crazy, man. It's absolutely wild. And one thing that fans have been throwing at Maguire, and maybe not him directly, but one of their frustrations is they feel like he's protected from. Uh, from the, with the within the media, and obviously, what you mentioned before with his family coming out, he um, his mom obviously recently, his sister's come out and said stuff, his brother's come out and said stuff before. So, you got all these people around and defending him, I think, which is rightly so. Their family, yeah, but then also on top of that, you've got media, you've got pundits, you've got ex players when they do interviews. They even had um, Brendan Rodgers managing Celtic get asked about Harry Maguire. He's playing a game in Celtic, and but yet he's getting Maguire question. Obviously, he's defending Maguire, saying that it, it, it's it's a bit too much. Everything goes through, so fans see this and see, hold up, that's this protection is crazy for Maguire. Whereas Paul Pogba, Raheem Sterling, uh, Marcus Rashford at times, all these other players have gone through scrutiny and and, and abuse and not got the same kind of um, protection. So, as players, do do you think? That is media protection. Is that too much? Does that help, or do you think fans are just overthinking, like what's going on?
2: Gosh. Uh, you know, you know what I find crazy. Yeah, a lot of these people that speak about Maguire don't even watch the games. Most of them don't even see what he actually does, and they're talking about him, and they're actually speaking, have an opinion. Anyway, to answer to answer your question um it's i just i just honestly my my opinion on this whole thing is i believe that it's gone too much and i think that the football world and the players that have an impact in the football have to um, do their best to try and put a stop to 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 this. You know, there's a level of criticism that you can go to. Of course, you can say the positioning's is out of position, or his defending and his ability might not be. You know, where they have to critique. You know, people have to critique. But when it comes to blaming one specific person for a loss, or just because he's on a team sheet, that's because they lost. Like that's when it just gets a little bit too 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 much for me. You know, so so that's kind of my my own opinion on on the whole Maguire situation, to be honest.
1: Yeah, and I think look, the media have their the media have their agenda. The media have their agenda where people are told mm. to say certain things, and so the, the people you mentioned—Rushford, Sterling, Pogba—they're all black players. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you didn't mention any white guys there. Yeah, they're all black players. <laughs> hey. And and um and, and and look, the media has their agenda, and look, we're not here. To judge that or speak about that, because I'm, you know, what? I'm not a specialist in that. I'm a specialist in the mm-hmm. kingdom of God, and bringing light to a dark place. And we are not under race; we're under the kingdom of God. Yeah. And wherever we see injustice, whether it's through Rashford and Saka and Rashford San- missing yeah. the penalty at the Euros, yeah. or oh, San- sorry, Sancho San- missing San- the penalty yeah. of the Euros, or if it's Harry Maguire getting bomb threats from fans, like we as believers, Christians in football, we hate every single form of injustice. You know, but I think the Maguire situation now is at a place where people actually enjoy jumping on the bandwagon. They enjoy it. They actually, they think that they think that he's been abused so much, so a little bit more abuse it won't hurt him. And so they'll jump on it. And they'll, I even saw in, in in Africa politicians were speaking about him, even no, using the, right. a Maguire as. <laughs> As an example, as, a, as an example of how a country is damaging itself, basically, oh, how McGuire is damaging it's that's in that's in House of Commons in I think it was Ghana or somewhere like that. And and uh, I, I just I, I go back to what I said before. Like, I think myself, how can you turn this around? How and um maybe there's people watching this, people watching this now, where your life has looked like it's impossible to turn around from where you are. You mm. might feel like everyone's opinion against you is negative and your whole narrative for your story, your job, your family, your you feel like you're losing. And it reminds me of the verse in Romans 8, 28, where it says, and we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. And I really wish Maguire could hear this, you know, and we'll, we'll pray for him and stuff. But God is in the industry and the business of turning things around. He is a way maker he can turn things around on its head. Um, and he can take, the Bible says that he takes the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. So right now the Maguire situation, it looks quite what the Bible would call foolish. Like he looks quite weak in a situation. He looks like, you know, he hasn't got much value. That right there is a perfect candidate for God to use. Cause God can take that, which seems weak and shame the strong. Um, mm-hmm. And look, he's a good player, man. I remember watching him at Leicester. I actually played against him um, when he was at Sheffield United. I was on the bench for Sheffield Wednesday, Sheffield Derby. And he was the best player on the pitch. Young centre-back coming out, you know, really like almost dictating the game from centre-back, went to Leicester, did really well. Look, you can't be a bad player getting signed for the world's biggest club for 80 million. But we know that there's levels in football. Levels of pressure, levels of expectation and levels of mentality as well. So... He said, dig deep, but I know that if he would give this weight to Jesus, it would make all the difference. But as fans, just look at your contribution towards people, not just football, people. Like, how are you adding or taking away value, or how are you affecting this guy? Because imagine in fact his mum, brother, sisters, people are coming out. They can see what is it's doing to him properly. Yeah. They have an angle and a view to see what's really going on behind the scenes when not, you know he's not got his Puma boots on playing for Man United. They see the damage, so they're trying to protect it. So it must be heavy. But I just want to say one thing about this Maguire situation, yeah? And it blessed me. And there was a quote from Maguire. And they asked him after an England game, they said to him, like, how does it feel like the abuse you get? Like, you're playing for England, but you, you take a lot of abuse. And do you know what he said? I get goosebumps thinking about this, you know? Maguire said this, and the Lord really spoke to me through this. Maguire said, I'm happy to take all of the abuse because it allows my teammates to play better, because they can focus on their wow. game. Mm-hmm. Kenji, when you said that, bro, I was thinking, main guy, he That's might feel gap like gap he's gap in gap. a bit of a, a bit of a. Mm-hmm. He might feel like he's in a bit of a rut right now, and like, performances that it's hard to turn around. But when he said that, I was thinking that there. Jesus said in Philippians, he said, "Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit." But in humility, consider others more significant than yourselves. Have this in mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he made himself nothing. Take it on the form of a servant, he humbled himself to the point of death, even death on the cross. So that spirit that Maguire said, he's... Oh, no. I've been saying Maguire's... Sorry, Josh, sorry
0: you, you, you're, you're what was the last word you heard? You said, uh, Maguire's, but I think spirit was about to sounds like you're about to say Maguire's taking something on, basically.
1: Yeah, yeah, and so that spirit that Maguire had that uh, that question he answered in that interview, he was happy to take the flak so his team could shine, and that there is like that's a selfless mentality, you know, he's he's now taking the situation away from himself and put it onto his seeing how his teammates can be better from it. So I thought that was really powerful. That really blessed me. And so the guy's going through a lot and a lot of other players are going through a lot, but this one's in the limelight. It's a heavy one, you know, yeah. but that quote, that blessed wow. me because that's just part yeah. of Christ. That's yeah, what I Christ didn't,
0: took. I didn't, I didn't hear. I've never heard that quote. So I, I listen, I've got respect for Maguire for, for him training hard, being professional while everything's going on. But that's, added a bit more respect to him as a man as well because, yo, not many players would, would say or do that or think about that in the, from that angle. So, so yeah, man. Guys, uh, smash the like button. You know what it is. Subscribe to Ballers and Guard. Yo, put Maguire in your prayers as well. Make sure that he's able to come through this uh, better and stronger and really pay for, for fans as well that we, we change our minds and change our view on footballers to give them them an environment where they can be their best selves as much as um they service us. We need to also service them as well with support and love. Ah, moving on from one situation from Man United onto another. Now, you know what? Yeah, okay, look. Sometimes in life, <laughs> sometimes in life, people say things about you that you don't like. Maybe it's your mom, maybe it's your, your friend, maybe your sister, brother, maybe it's your boss at work. Maybe it's your boss at work, may So something that you may, like, may not like.
1: Maybe it's Eric Ten Hag.
0: <laughs> Maybe it's Eric Ten Hag. You know what i Maybe Eric Ten Hag said something about you that you don't like, and therefore, what do you do? Uh, what do you do? And um, in this instance, Jaden Sancho, um, he responded to Eric Ten Hag's public criticism of him and his training levels with a, with a statement and a post on Twitter, and he left it pinned on on his on his twitter page so that would always be the first tweet you see from him he left that pinned on there for a good few days during the international break as well come to uh, come towards the end of it he deletes the post but ten hag is saying to him in order to you for you to to play for the team again to be included in training again you you need to apologize and we can move forward sancho is outright saying no I'm not doing that. He's digging his heels in. And now there is, there is a war. There is a beef. There is, there is a clash between these two guys. <laughs> and it's been dominating headlines for the last, what, two, three weeks now? And so, where to start with this? Um, Kenji, do you think, is Sancho right for coming out and, and saying how he feels about the manager's comments? or should he have just kept it quiet and maybe did it there behind closed doors
2: <laughs> honestly i think it's i think it's a i think it's a easy one um i think the emotions got the better of him by putting it out there for the world mm. um i think that football is a heated thing you know you want to perform you want to perform at the highest level um and sometimes when you don't get the validation and the what you feel like you deserve um you're going to react a certain way because you thought that you deserve better Um, and he's obviously reacted in a way for him to put it on social media for it to explode you know because he knew what it was what was going to happen you know he's not going to put it out there and 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 just to put it out there you know there was an there was an intention there to really hit him or you know hit make makes make something happen because he knew he knows the, the the power that he has in social media as well from his name So my opinion is no. I think that these things need to be handled man to man. Um, If you've got an issue with someone, you know you got to go and speak, speak, speak it, speak it out with someone, with the person that you have in question. You know, I've had a lot of situations with coaches. um, What we
0: saying? (laughs) You you got me. You got got me. Yeah. John
2: started laughing. As soon as I said situation with
0: coaches, John started laughing. (laughs) <laughs> oye, Batman Kenjin, that way. Okay, no, nasty. but
2: honestly, honestly, I'm I'm very, very passionate. I'm very, very passionate of what I what I do. You know, I love football and all I want to do is play. And if there's somebody that is stopping me from playing, he's gonna know about it and he's gonna feel it because I'm not happy. You know, so so at the end of the day, if some so I had a situation, I'll go, I'll go to the situation. I went on loan. I just I got to a point where at Swansea I just made my Premier League debut um against Crystal Palace. On, on a high note and it was all going really well and I was so starving to play first team football I really really wanted to play and um, and I had a couple of loan offers uh, on the table where I was going to play and you know had conversation with the coach but this coach in particular was calling me a lot like we had a lot of conversations um, about, about coming on loan and playing I ended up making the decision, felt good. I said, you know what, I'm going, I'm going there. I'm going to go and play for, um, go and play there. And it was Ado Den Haag at the time. And uh, I went there and long story short, I started on the bench. I was on the bench and I wasn't happy. wasn't happy at all. And I go straight to him and say, listen, this is what's what's going on here. You know, you told me this and it's that and it, and, and he said, "Yeah, no, but you've got you know it's your time, you know, your time will come and 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 these things these things were said. you know, and i'm I'm a player, like I will always give my best, you know, like even though I might be on the bench or I might not be playing, I will still always give my best. And there was something that I believe God was trying to teach me in that time as well. Um, that's something so specific because at that time, um I was also... Um living with one of my one of my cousins at the time and he was he was a really big blessing to my life. Um and we got spent some quality time together as well, which was which was which was amazing. Um he he sadly then passed away, but I did spend that time with him that I was there. So there was some great things that happened through that time. But I then made the decision to go back to Swansea. I had a couple of conversations with the coach. I said I'm not having this anymore, and I decided to go back to Swansea. He said, No, please stay. Um, but I just couldn't handle the, the um, being on the bench anymore. And I took that decision to go back to Swansea. And I remember um, the Lord saying to my spirit, it's because you trusted in a coach more than you trust in me. And I just said, like, wow, God, thank you for that reminder. Because anyone that's listening to this as well, don't trust a person more than you trust God. You know, because we put all our trust in a person when people aren't oh, perfect. <laughs> I'm not perfect. I do. I make mistakes. John makes mistakes. KJ makes mistakes. You know, but we know that God is perfect. So if we put our trust in him and how he sees us, and it was like, Kenji, how do I see you? I see you as victorious. I don't see you as, I see you as victorious. I see you as the head and not the tail. You know, so if, if that is how he sees you, that's how you have to remind yourself of who you are every single day. Um, um, so, so that's kind of how I took, took that, you know, we had, we ended up having a, and and something else that I did, I actually, because I had a lot of situation with different coaches, I felt that there was something I needed to heal. Mm -hmm. There was something I needed to heal because as I was starting to have conversation, I would see that same coach in someone else in that next coach I had, because it was like, no, he said that to me as well. So that means This is going to happen because he said this and then this happened. So I was reminded to forgive. I was reminded to forgive. And that forgiveness came with action. And what I did was I messaged every single coach that had made an impact in my career. And I messaged it from a perspective of taking full responsibility from where I am in my career as well. So I messaged and I said, thank you for that time because it taught me this, it taught me that, it taught me this. And honestly, it released everything in me. It released so much within me that now when I look at the coach, I don't see the coach that I have now. I don't see that old coach. I don't see the pain. I don't see when he puts me on the bench or when things happen. I don't see that same. He's out there trying to get me. He's out here trying to trying to play with my emotion. Or he's trying try- because mm. he's he doesn't he's not caring about how I feel. He's caring about winning. <laughs> you know? Mm. So that is the process that I went on um, in the coaching, long story short, mm. with coaches a lot, because it was something that was really weighing me down and it was really infecting my career as well, of of where where I where I am as well now.
1: That's so powerful, bro. And uh, it just shows that there are processes we need to go through. As athletes, as people in general. When I look at the Jaden Sancho situation, it looks like that coach you spoke about in Adder Den Haag, for him, that's Ten Hag. Do you know what I mean? That's Eric Ten Hag. That's his first blip. Look at his career, left Man City because he was promised to go play in Dortmund, number seven shirt, no issues, smashed it, killed it there, came a star boy for England, then came to Man United for big money. He's not had really any setbacks in his career, and this is a big one. It's the first one, and it's a you know, from where he should be in terms of talent, he hasn't realized that yet. And so, my opinion on this is he's dropped the ball, yeah.
0: Um,
1: and look, he's from South London, I'm from South London, I know what it's like to have the attitude of, Listen, if you're gonna, if you're gonna hot me up in public and release a statement, I'm gonna hot you up in public. Then mm-hmm. that's how it is. Because Kenji, you said men should deal with it face to face, but. Ten Hag already released that publicly. Yeah. yeah. So now Sancho is trying to do what he can to protect his his you know, character, yeah. yeah, his image. Um, but if you're gonna do that, then don't go out on a nightclub in in in. Uh, where was he? Ten days <laughs> after. In New
0: York, bro, man's up in New York oh, with Ramosaka and that. Right. I know we from the streets. We really? can't
1: be doing that it, ten days yeah,
0: after. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, listen, listen. It's, oh, I didn't it's, know that.
1: Yeah. It, yeah, ten it, days after. So you made a statement, and obviously kind of he's been banned from the first team or something and then obviously yeah. he's gone to he was seen in new york and so look we, we live in a culture now where it's a different age to how it was 20 years ago yeah. and you can't get away with what you used to get away with anymore like you you can't because there's cameras there's phones there's people everywhere and so the bible says to whom much is given much is required yeah. so if you're on 300 grand a week you've been bought for 80 million and, if, and you, you know you're trying to rebuild your career trying to you have to respect where you're at right now and grind there's something so powerful about grinding in private so that you're celebrated in public you know so so grind in in in, in the dark and it reminds me remember back in the day when you used to get um photos um like um film roll
0: oh yeah yeah, Matt,
1: yeah 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 you you, you send the film roll away to like the pharmacist or whatnot yeah, and you wait for the photos to come back. Some of you young guys don't remember what that's like. That sounds so old. Yeah, you don't, so know, about now. You don't oh, know about
0: disposable. You don't know about disposable cameras.
1: cameras. <laughs> disposable, yeah. It and yeah, and it just... was exciting because it's not instant. You can't just see straight away the photo. You have to wait to see what it was like. And you're hoping that the and pictures lit. You're hoping yeah. that the guys, I won't close up this. and like that. But that photo has to go through a dark process to be brought mm. to the light, mm. and some you see it, athletes, people in general, we don't like the dark, but it's imp- you have to be there for, 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 for a period. Mm. And I thought that when Sancho went and trained alone for their months, then Kate yeah. was integrated back in, that would have been a wake-up call. And maybe it was, um, but biblically, what, what are we supposed to do with authority? And the mm-hmm. Bible says in First um, in Peter chapter 2, verse 18, I think it's about 25, it says, servants, be subject to your masters with all respect. Not only to the good and gentle, but also to the unjust. And the Bible goes on to say and give the principle that however we treat authority is how we treat the Lord. Wow. Even if they're bad authority, God has placed them there for that season or they've been given that authority because it's come from above. And we are supposed to honor. So that starts in the in the commandments with our with our with our with our parents. The Bible says, "Honor your mother and father, that it may go well with you." It's the first only commandment with a promise attached to it. So we are supposed to honor authority. And no matter how you look at it, Ten Hag is a father figure of Man United. He's he's the dad of that club. And 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 the children, you might have bad opinions. You might want to gossip or whatnot. But there's a spiritual uh, uh, blessing in honouring authority. I've seen it in my own life, even bad yeah. authority. So when your teammates are starting to criticise, bad mouth, you know, gossip about coaches or whatnot behind their backs, brothers and sisters, don't join that bandwagon because that is a slide and a slope to, to demotion or, or relegation in the eyes of the Lord. But when you hold your tongue and honour those in authority, it doesn't mean you agree with them, it means you honour them. There is spiritual blessing with that and I think that's where central is Mr Mark. He doesn't know the Lord. I don't. I don't think so. He doesn't know these principles. Um, but this is something that we try to teach ballers in God often to honor authority, to honor your managers, you know, even pray for them, ask God for favor with them. But with that, you have to match that with working hard. Your training can't be brought into 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 question. Yeah. into question. It, can't, it question. That, that, that cannot happen. It can't, you know. And so it hurts to hear the truth, but yeah, the situation, I think it's a, it's a, it's a fixable one. And like Kenji said, I think it's an it's a easy one. I think he missed the mark. Yeah. And the fact he hasn't apologized shows the biggest issue in this, yes. which we all suffer with, is pride. pride. And the Bible says that pride comes before, a what? A fall. Mm-hmm. So whenever you see pride in your own life, and others' life, just know that a fall is going to come. Might not be now, might not be next week. You're guaranteed to fall at some stage, so pray for Sancho as well. It's a lesson to all of us, man. It's not, but it's not for the grace of yeah. God. We'd all be in a situation.
0: Yeah, no, it's true, and I agree with everything you guys are saying. And, and for me, as a as a fan, uh, there's the, on, on online, there's lots of debates from fans saying I back Sancho or I back Ten Hag. Da, 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 da A lot of people saying, well, as as a man, why should I apologize to a guy who felt like I've wronged me, and why should I? Why should someone apologized to an authority figure that that's disrespected me he did it in public so i'll do it back in public and i've seen all this go through and, and, and me i have spoke to many friends about different people and i was like for for me as a fan of, of man united but a fan of jedi sancho as well th- for me i want this to be an opportunity for a young man to grow i'm sure there's been many opportunities uh many situations where people including myself and and, and people around me have been where you've being either accused or someone said something about you or you've you are you've reacted in the wrong way and now you're you're the one needs to apologize to that person it's not nice i'll admit it's not nice don't feel good but in order to move forward sometimes you need to like john said bite the tongue you need to lay down your pride pick up humility and just and reflect on your own actions and be like yo i may feel like i've been done wrong but in this situation I've done this wrong. I reacted this way, which did not help the situation to get resolved either. So you go into that, apologize with that from that place, and then you can move forward as well. And that's one thing. I, I, if I could speak to Sandra, I'd be like, "Look, Jaden, look, it's not just about saying sorry because you've done wrong. It's about letting go of what think what you think you you are wronged. Just let that go, and focus on moving forward. Because right now, you can't move forward." because he's not allowed to train with the first team. He's not allowed to play games. You, you, you can't move forward. All it takes is a simple, hey boss, I acknowledge what I've done. I apologize for that coming forward as, as, as player and coach. And he could be back there. And it's not always about street cred. It's not always about looking the, the biggest man. It's not looking like the strongest man at the time. Sometimes you have to lay down what you think makes you look strong, so you look weak. But in weakness, you're given strength people don't realize that not every day it's about being the strongest guy because when you let things do, go guess what you're lighter sometimes being strong is good but you're carrying all this load on your back but guess what if you let it go you may seem weaker but you're lighter hey, you man. can move forward quicker and that's all i want from from jaden to realize yeah, I like I, bro, that it's not it's not it's not a slight you don't look weak
1: mm.
0: you you don't True. You, you, there's strength that can come. There's a lesson that can come. You can grow as a person from this. So, yeah, that's all I listen. You can tell I'm passionate about my players. Nah, I hear you. That's what I want what, him to but, realize. Because he's a young man. I love young people. Young people are amazing. You. I've worked with young people for a long time throughout my throughout my life. And seeing something like this, I'm just like, this holds you back. This holds you back. And yeah, we could talk about Den Haag. I wish he never said it in public. That's a different discussion about managers—what they can and cannot say, what should they should and shouldn't say. But we're focusing on Jaden and his response. And I just, there's a chance to grow. And I feel like he's missing it, and I just don't want him to miss it. So yeah, that's that's where, I, as as a fan, as United fan, that's where I stand um, on this situation. But like John said, we should pray into this situation, and we should study this situation and learn from from the from what's happening. And, and apply it to our own lives so i know a lot of us work with some bad bosses i know a lot of us sometimes have situations where you feel like you're wronged but sometimes the wise move is to let go and, and relinquish whatever control or grasp or power or pride you have relinquish that and you can move forward um yeah guys this has been great we could go i know i know we don't have all the time in the world. I wish we did because we could talk on longer than that, uh, than, than we are now. But but yeah, we're gonna wrap up, guys. Um, in the comment section, let's know what you think about the Jaden Sanchez situation. How should one operate when uh authority is, is, is on top of them and you feel like you're being wronged? How, how should you operate during a moment of criticism like Harry Maguire when you feel like the world's against you? Like, do you give up or do you stand firm and uh, and move forward in that as well? And I just want to say thank you to uh, John and Kenji for everything they're doing. I've bought a Bible verse because we're going to end these shows with Bible verses uh, and give you guys some encouragement. And I, I picked this one because I felt like it was very topical. Uh, it links very well with the topic we were talking about today. And it's Proverbs 1, uh, 11, uh, two and three, verses 2 and 3. And it says, when pride comes, then comes disgrace. But when But with humility comes wisdom. The integrity of the upright guides them, but the unfaithful are destroyed by their duplicity. And for me, and Proverbs in this whole chapter of Proverbs, it goes on, it talks about what the righteous do and the unrighteous do. And it keeps reminding us of these two different ways of of, of operating as people. And the first part is so key in this situation because pride stops us from, from getting closer to God, but also... And and stops us in our lives, it stops us from moving where we're supposed to be moving. But where he says humility comes with it didn't come with poverty, humility didn't come with with weakness, humility doesn't come with love well, failure, it comes with failure, it comes with wisdom. You know what I'm saying? It it, it it's what comes with these positions that you put in pride for nature and prideful positions come with disgrace, it comes with destruction, it comes with, 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 with lack. But when humility comes in, when you choose humility, it comes with the wisdom. It comes with forgiveness. It comes with the light burden and the ability to move forward. And people, put this in your hearts, because Jaden Sancho, footballers in general, John, Kenji, they they're in positions where they might come against this, but they need to remember that as well. I know, I know John and Kenji, they they operate in that humility, and that's why they've had wonderful careers. But we also need to operate that in as well, because again, this as much as we, we're ballers in God and we're talking about football and the, the sport that we love and, and, and the players that we love, we also got to take a chance to learn off them and learn off their situation and reflect on what we're seeing as well and apply it to our own lives as as fans, but as people as well and, and, and as the body of Christ. So, so yes, um, that is that that is what I learned from, hey, from that man, verse. From that. AJ,
2: you fasted uh, before this, yeah?
0: Powerful. <laughs> <laughs> nah, the, the Lord guides me when when it comes to these things, man. You know. so Well, oh, cool. uh, yeah. So we're we're gonna close out in prayer, but before we close out, I just want to remind you of two things. One, guys, we are sponsored by Three Sixteen Clo. Get your favorite, most stylish, the best quality clothes of all time from Three Sixteen Clo, and also john he got a special gift for you guys we have got a giveaway of some ballers in god shin pads john tell them what they need to do
1: guys listen i know these have been quite popular since you released them but we want to say thank you so much for following our youtube journey and um yeah even staying to listen to the end part of of this pod today and so look if you want to be in to win these shin pads like this video Um, share it in your Insta stories and comment below um, on what blessed you today, how it impacted you. And also on your comments, put your Instagram handle so we can find you and pick the giveaway winner. And we're going to announce that winner on Thursday, um, the next Thursday after this is released. So yeah, give away a free pair of shin pads. And thank you guys for supporting the movement so far.
2: Let let let
0: come on now come on now now before we head out you know what time it is is have a moment of prayer and then we can count here. so yeah uh, uh dear lord i just want to want to thank you for this time we share today lord uh, i want to thank you that you're with us in all times lord whether it be times of highs or times of lows whether in on top of the mountain or in the valleys lord that you're with us always lord Lord, I pray that as as people have heard this and listened to this, that it sits on their heart, Lord. And, and if anyone's going through a difficult time where they feel persecuted, where they feel like the world is against them, Lord, I pray that you'll be with them. Lord, I pray that you, you, you show them that they, your, your light is with them and that there's a way through the darkness. And all they have to do is look and turn to you and they'll make it through, Lord. thank you so much jesus for everything you've done for us on the cross lord and and for anyone who's who's going through a a time of of hardship or conflict with with co-workers with 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 bosses and authority maybe family lord i pray that you bring resolution into into their into their situations lord i pray that people don't hold on to their pride but they, they come in humility and the humility reigns in that lord and lord i pray you give people grace Oh Lord, I pray, I pray that people in this situation give others grace as you give us grace as well, Lord, so, so that they can move forward and grow closer to you and closer to the destinies that you have for them, Lord. I thank you for Jen, Kenji and uh, John. I thank you for the season that they're having. I pray you continue to bless them. Lord, I pray that there'll be no injuries for this season and they can go and play freely. In Jesus' name, I pray.
1: Amen. 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 Lit.
0: All right, guys. Hope you've had a wonderful day Over time. Remember to like, subscribe, share this video. And you know what time it is. Stay blessed, everyone. Hope you have a good time.
2: God bless, guys.